0: Before we start the show, let's hear from one of our sponsors. Their support keeps this show free for you. Hello, Peace and Parenting listeners. Ready to create a home that fosters tranquility and connection? Enter HomeThreads, your partner in designing a peaceful haven. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture crafted for families who prioritize peace and harmony. From cozy family lounges to mindful decor, our pieces are designed to enhance your journey in peaceful parenting. All at the best value. Cozy home-cooked meals are one way I get connected to my kids. At Home Threads, they have all the best cookware. The Staub pan I use to make these great connective meals is easy to use and clean and can go from stovetop to oven, making it very versatile. Visit HomeThreads.com forward slash peace and get a code for 15% off your first order today and transform your home into a sanctuary of common connection. Because peaceful parenting starts at home, HomeThreads love where you live. Remember to use our unique URL to get your discount and let the brand know where you came from. Visit HomeThreads.com forward slash peace today and get a 15% off code for your first order. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found Connective Parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. I just want to talk about what I've learned this year and what I'm still working on because I feel like I'm still working on quite a bit, but I am going to recognize the things that I really have learned over this last year and probably cumulatively over 10 years of parenting. But taking this inventory, I believe, gives me a good roadmap and helps me focus on what's important. So let's dive in. I hope some of you can glean some good insights from the things that I'm going to talk about So I've learned this year that our children will grow up despite us. And I believe that when they're really young, we're in charge of everything and feel this immense responsibility to make sure everything works out really well and and that our kids are provided everything they need. And granted, that doesn't really change, but I think what does change or what has changed for me is the idea that, sure, I'm going to provide everything I need to, to my children, But they are going to grow up and be who they are going to be, regardless of how many vegetables they eat or if they cross the street holding my hand or walking next to me and that I can only control so much in their environment and that ultimately this is their life and the life that they're going to navigate and I can be their guide and I really don't have to be the director of their life. So that's been a really good um, realization as my kids have gotten older. The second thing is that my child's upsets are really not about me, but I can be the person to help them or to hinder them once the upset is happening. So if my child is upset, and even if it seems like it's about me because they're taking things out on me, they're telling me I'm a terrible mom and I I don't know what I'm talking about and how dare I. If I can rise above that, if I can fly at 30,000 feet and I can think to myself, okay, this isn't about me. Now, my child's obviously having a hard time. What can I do? Am I going to be the safe place for them to have their upset? Or am I going to turn the upset into being about me? And in my early days of parenting, I think I really did that. It all came down to what they were doing and how it was affecting me and Over the last 10 years, and believe me, it's taken me 10 years, every bit of it, to really understand that those upsets are just human nature and that's them trying to live their life and and getting bogged down in their own feelings and their emotions and getting bogged down in, in their struggles and taking it out on me because they know I'm safe. So what can I do in those moments to help them? Can I come alongside them and be calm and present as opposed to trying to correct or trying to scold or trying to punish or trying to redirect. And when I can adopt this idea of being supportive in those moments that are very tumultuous, I have much more success. So that's been a really good realization for me and something I've really grasped onto this year, especially. The third thing is that I realize now that everything I did for the last 10 years is helping me get through these teenage years because I'll tell you what, people think toddlerhood is hard. And it is, it's really hard. Mm. Teenagehood is just as hard. It's not easy being a mother of a teenager. It's so hard because the stakes are so high. And what I realize is that connection and everything that is built during connection, meaning the relationship that I have cultivated with my children, with my daughters over the last 10 years is really paying off now because they trust me. And it's taken me a long time to get them to trust me and I trust them. And now that we have this trust walking through these teenage years where things can get really dicey is easier because we have the foundation of trust and mutual respect and unconditional love. And now that we've created those things over these last 10 years, we can get through teenagehood that much easier. So I know everyone feels like, well, they're so little. And what does it matter if, if I'm coming with connection or if I'm using a little bit of timeout or I'm using a little bit of bribery, it's good enough. And it, and it, and it might be, but what I'm saying is that whatever you're doing now is setting yourself up and your relationship with your child, you're, you're, you're creating the setup for when they're teenagers. So if you're really cognizant about what you're doing now, you can really make a big difference when they're teenagers. Now, if you just have teenagers, even a more of a reason to be very cognizant about the, the connection pieces that you're building into your relationship, because those transfer to them no matter what their age is. So those three things are really important that I think I've, I've learned this year. And one more thing is that connections is still at the root of everything parenting for me. Everything I do is based on the idea of connection. And many people will say, well, what is connection? Well, I don't understand what I'm really connected to my kid. Well, we feel connected. I think connection for me is the idea of abandoning punishments and ridicule and shame and embarrassment and bribes and rewards, abandoning those ideas completely, just getting rid of them. And people will say, well, what are you going to replace them with? What I replace them with is connection. So if a child is doing something wrong, instead of saying, oh, you need to go to timeout, I say, can you, do you need a hug? I know you mustn't be doing well if this is the way in which you're acting. So here, let me get you back online. Cause I know your brain is offline. I know your prefrontal cortex, your judgment center must not quite be working correctly. So let me help you By getting you connected to me and getting you regulating because I'm regulating, I'm going to rub off my self-regulation on you and we're going to be able to tackle whatever's happening for you with more love and more understanding and more calm. So for me, that's what connection is. And connection still is at the root of everything I do when I'm doing it right. Now I mess up all the time and I say the wrong thing and I'll yell where I don't want to, but I know still that connection is where I want to be. So those are the things that I really have learned this year. And really, like I said, cumulatively over the last 10 years, here's what I need to work on. And, you know, they're almost some of them almost are hand in hand, which is interesting because I worked really hard on them, but some of them I still need to work really hard on. So number one is not taking things personally. And it's. In the thing that I just said, what I learned is that, you know, things are really not about me, but somehow, even though I know that, and even though I've been working on that so deeply, two things can exist at the same time. I can know it's the right thing to do. I can work on it deeply and it can still be my struggle and it is so If I know it's my struggle, I know every year it's going to be something that I'll be working on, something that I need to work on and hopefully something that I'm continuing to learn. So really trying to embrace the idea that it's not about me. I'm so self-centered. I think everything's about me, everything they do and everything they say, everything good and everything bad is a reflection of me and really trying to step away from that. Finding self-regulation isn't easy. Sometimes we need help Working with me one-on-one can give you that help. I have three programs of six, eight, or 10 weeks, all of which will see price increases January 4th. You have one more day to lock in the 2021 prices. Head to the show notes or peaceandparentinela.com forward slash private hyphen sessions and get started today forming deeper connections with your children in 2022. Number two is taking care of myself, making sure that I take care of myself in everyday ways. Because if I don't, the first people to feel that I'm not taking care of myself are Esme and Pia, because my well-being is directly affected and directly corresponds to my parenting. So if I'm not doing well, those two notice if I'm doing well and I'm happy and I'm jovial and I'm walking through life with sunshine and I'm walking through life feeling, you know, taken care of, and I'm walking through life feeling, you know, emotional abundance, then that trickles down to my children. If I'm doing good, they likely are doing better because I'm doing good. It doesn't mean that they don't have upsets. It also doesn't mean that they don't have things that are hard in their lives. And I think parenting has become that. I think we believe that if our kid is behaving well, then we're doing a good job parenting. But I believe that our kids are going to behave just how our kids are going to behave. And the testament to good parenting is how did I respond to that interaction that was hard? And I know my responses to difficult interactions are so much better when I am feeling good and when I'm resourced and when I'm doing well. So taking care of me is really important and trying to find things to do for myself, trying to exercise, trying to drink my water, trying to take a walk and get outside and be outside for a while. Trying to say no to things that I know don't nourish me and trying to keep everything in perspective and, and in balance, how much social life do I need and how much time do I need to spend with my children and how much time do I need to spend with my partner and all of those things in my life, like trying to maintain that balance so that I can feel balanced and do better with my children. So I know a big one for me right now is drinking my water and I've really been trying to drink a lot of water in these last few days because I had, I go in waves of drinking my water and I know that I've been really shirking my water duties. So I'm back to drinking my water and trying to get my exercise in and trying to really take care of myself so I can be a good mom. Okay. The third one is that I'm still working on is know that it's okay to mess up even when you're a parenting expert. And I think this has been hard for me because I sometimes I feel judged, you know, if my child does something wrong and we're in public or my child does something wrong in front of someone I know or my child does something wrong in front of a family member. I think some of them might look at me and judge me and say, well, she's the parenting coach. I guess she really doesn't know what she's talking about. She really doesn't know what she's doing because her kid's still acting, acting up or acting out or doing something wrong. Or, Oh, I, I, I heard her yell at her child. She's, um, she's obviously not a good parenting coach because she's still, you know, she says, t- she says, don't yell at your kids. And I, I see her there yelling at her kids. So I, I feel like this extra pressure be perfect. And it already plays into my already existing idea of perfectionism. And so I really have to fight hard against thinking that I need to be perfect or thinking that I need to have all the answers or thinking that my kids need to be well-behaved all the time, or I need to be well, well well-behaved all the time. And, and in, in the same breath, I need to forgive myself and forgive my children. I remember when I first became a parenting coach and I went to this park and Pia was throwing a colossal fit and she was rolling around on the ground and throwing things at me. And this woman walked by me and she had just asked me about one of my, um, groups and, and I was so embarrassed. I turned beet red and I came home and I spoke to my listening partner at the time. And, and she just said to me, she's like, this has no bearing on whether you're a good coach or a good mom or a good anything. This is life. And she was so right. This is life and we can't judge ourselves and we can't judge others. And, but it's hard, it's hard not to. So I have to really keep in mind that being a parenting coach doesn't mean that I have all the answers or that I am doing it perfectly because I certainly am not. And then the last one, which kind of goes along with that is giving myself grace and not beating myself up for my mistakes. So, so then I, these two kind of go hand in hand, right? I, I feel badly because I've made the mistake. And so I go into this deep, like, oh, you're terrible, horrible. And then I think I'm not a good at my job and I'm not good at helping other people because I've had a transgression and really being able to forgive myself and saying that's normal, Michelle, to have a transgression. That's normal to not do the right thing all the time. Did you apologize? Did you make amends? Did you make it okay? Okay, now we move on and we don't beat ourselves up because when I get into that beat up place, then I'm not doing well. And when I'm not doing well, then I'm not parenting well. And when I'm not parenting well, it reflects on my kids. So it's like this snowball effect and this domino effect of all of these little facets coming down to taking care of myself and being kind to myself and really embracing my mistakes. And that's been difficult, but I'm working on it. And often in my posts and IG, if you follow me, I'll say, oh, I yelled at my daughter today. Not often, but when I do, I try to post about it because I think it's we all we're all there. We're all there together, you know, trying to do better. And and even me and even any of us cannot be perfect. If I have any advice, it would be don't give up. Don't give up on connection. Don't give up on parenting this way. Don't believe because you have a hard day or that certain technique didn't work perfectly or I've been listening to all these big feelings and they just keep coming and they just keep coming and I can't possibly do anymore. Just keep at it. I see lots of parents who keep coming back to connection and they keep coming back to work on themselves and their reactions get there over time and their kids get there over time, but this is not a quick fix. This is not a, you know, easy endeavor. This is a lifetime formation of a relationship with another human being a very important human being the most important human being in your life your child and so this is hard work it's long work but it's very satisfying work so don't give up i do also see that those people who decide it's too hard and that somehow they require perfection of themselves and that this parent parenting journey is not practice. it needs to be you know just so. And so I occasionally see people who will abandon the whole idea because it's too hard and they can't accept that it's difficult and they can't accept their own mistakes and they can't accept that it's not about a child behaving better. It's about really forming this relationship and that forming this relationship is so much more Difficult and more in depth, and has so many more facets than just getting your kid to brush your teeth. And so I, I do find that some people can't do it. And I get that. I really do get that. It's really, really hard. And we're always constantly practicing and trying to do better and trying to get better. And so I hope that you will continue on your journey with connective parenting and finding more love and peace and unconditional love for your kids and for yourself, especially so that you can do this hard work. And I'm wishing you the happiest of new years and hoping you're finding love and peace with your family. And please find me on Facebook and Instagram and I would love for you to leave a review or a rating I love hearing from folks who are listening I will often wonder like is there anyone listening what are what do what do they think and I also would love for you to to leave a message um, I read them all and I love them so much so thank you for being here and thank you for listening to the peace and parenting podcast and I will see you guys next time happy new year